Earlier this year, the UT watchdog wrote that a dean at Cal State San Marcos was traveling first class, staying in Ritz-Carlton hotels, and bought expensive steaks, all on the school's dime. However, new documents reveal that this pattern of lavish spending extends to the people who were approving those expenses. The former president, Karen Haynes, accumulated more than $9,000 in chauffeurs alone from September 2017 to this June. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. In the studio, we have two watchdog reporters, Morgan Cook and Jeff McDonald. Recently, you wrote a story about what's going on at Cal State San Marcos with overspending a variety of faculty. Let's start with the most recent story with Karen Haynes. Morgan, what did she overspend? She spent a lot of money on chauffeured car rides to destinations like Long Beach and LAX, and those costs were, you know, six, seven hundred dollars sometimes. Uh, she also used chauffeured car service to galas and various events, and they they racked up quite a little cost. Uh, she also spent quite a bit of money at, you know, kind of upscale restaurants, having dinner with uh, various people, and they ate, you know, foie gras and very fancy things, lots of wine. So this does seem out of the ordinary. What kind of structure is in place at CSU San Marcos that would prevent this kind of lavish spending? Well, their practice, uh, they have a policy that says uh, every expense needs to be reasonable. Uh, However, in practice, uh, they were not exercising or meeting that policy. It was very clear that uh, some of the deans were traveling first class, fine dining, chauffeurs, uh, and then some of the very people charged with overseeing this spending were engaging in the same sort of behavior, and others were approving them. So they were all approving one another for this sort of spending. I don't think it's normal. And uh, the new president who came aboard July 1st has not, uh, so far as we can tell, uh, engaged in any of that sort of uh, spending. And it seems like this overspending was kind of focused on the top level of CSU San Marcos? Yes, we uh, examined uh, as, as many records we could regarding the uh, president, the vice presidents, and the deans. Uh, we had to draw the line somewhere and thought the top administrators were the best place to go. Mm-hmm. And those are the individuals that are most likely to do the most travel and have the most opportunity to do this kind of thing versus like an adjunct professor. Yes, very much. Yeah, and I mean, different people spent you know, different ways. So some of them were spending, you know, sort of reasonable hotel costs, you know, 150 bucks a night kind of thing. And then you had, you know, Karen Haynes and a former vice provost, sorry, um, who spent, you know, six, $700 a night hotel rooms in Spain. Mm-hmm. It is certainly odd. So how did this story come about? What was the kind of things that led you to get this information? We solicit tips online, and this originated uh, in a tip we got. Uh, I think it came in a snail mail through the post office, and it was a letter from someone who was bothered by the spending. Uh, we put out uh, several Public Records Act requests in response to that letter uh, in early July, and it took some weeks for that story to come, uh, for those records to come back, and then another several weeks to report the story and vet it and uh, research it. And what's the response from Haynes and other of the top officials that were in the story? Um, well, we weren't able to get in touch with Haynes uh, or actually the other two who we featured in the articles. Um, but 
the response from the school has been that you know they were going to do their own review. There will be a system, an audit, like through the larger CSU system. So that basically they said that they're going to do something about it, but eventually. Right. They they haven't given us a timeline. It's unclear when the system audit will be done or when the review on campus will be done. Mm-hmm. And so what's the response been from students? Like this is a time of soaring college costs and lots of student loan debt. So that certainly flavors this conversation. This latest story just posted on today's uh, today on the Union Tribune website, so it hasn't published in the newspaper. Uh, we did reach out to one of the student activists who was very bothered by our story last month, and he was aghast to see that the spending was far more widespread than what we'd reported uh, five or six weeks ago. The response is, uh, it's not good. These kids, you know, they struggle to make their tuition, to pay for books and housing, uh, you know, like many people do. So mm-hmm. they're not happy to see this spending. It's, it's pretty clear that uh, the administrators were cavalier about the way they handled their uh, resources. Mm-hmm. And it's worth noting that CSU San Marcos isn't among the most affluent schools in the county. So That's a good point. Right, and it's smaller, too. The university has a nonprofit arm called the CSUSM Corporation. Uh, that is an entity that's tax-exempt so that it can accept uh, donations uh, from alumni, from donors, uh, anybody really, like any charity might. Uh, that uh, The mission of that entity is to support the university at large. It turns out a lot of the university spending was through the nonprofit arm of the university, uh, and some of that spending went to pay for uh, deans to attend board meetings for charities completely unrelated to mm-hmm. Cal State San Marcos. Uh, the trips we noted in the story one a weekend in New York that cost, uh, I think that was about $2,000, uh, a one-night trip to Chicago that was $1,100 or $1,200. Uh, that same dean traveled to Rome for a conference that was uh, supposedly related to his research at the university, uh, except when I checked the dates of the conference, uh, it turned out he arrived on the penultimate day and uh, stayed for eight days after the conference. Uh, mm-hmm. Stayed at eight, made an eight-day trip out of a, of a to attend a conference that had ended the two days after he arrived in, in Rome. So he said he took. Uh, he did respond to our emails. Uh, mm-hmm. His answer was that he took personal time. Uh, part of it was over a weekend, and uh, and so there was uh, nothing to see there. And so are that are those funds the same as the rest of the funds within? The university, or is that separate? Because no, it's non-profit. separate. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's separate. Now the university controls the nonprofit. In fact, some of the people spending the money from the nonprofit arm serve on the board of directors of said charity. Uh, but no, the mission of the uh, CSUSM Corporation is to support the university. Very broad, and and frankly, they weren't doing anything untoward. Uh, maybe uh, you could say. I mean, it was certainly within policy to support the university, but. Uh, mm-hmm. The, the, the bills were pretty high. And the university has a somewhat symbiotic relationship with the, with the charity arm. Um, bookstore revenues, those types of things help fund that, that charity. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a balancing act of fundraising, but doing it in a, in a way that people see as acceptable and fair. So does Cal State System, are there like internal auditors that would supposedly look at this kind of thing, or is this just kind of an expectation that people wouldn't overspend? Uh, CSU San Marcos has an auditing function. Uh, it's unclear how 
thoroughly they were exercising that function prior to our questioning. Uh, I don't know whether CSU, uh, the institution based in Long Beach, uh, the chancellor's office that's now reviewing this particular spending, I don't know that they would independently have reviewed this if it hadn't come up in the press. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that's what's happening now. So I think the auditing function by Cal State San Marcos was just not very thorough. Mm-hmm. And would you say that this kind of tracks with other organizations of this kind of size and magnitude? Hard to say. We haven't done uh, homework on the other universities in San Diego County or others. Um, mm-hmm. Like any big organization, you would expect there might be some breaches, but uh, this was pretty widespread. Mm-hmm. So after looking at the records and getting more answers, are there any questions that remain in relation to the story? I do wonder if they're going to try to recover any money that was misspent. They have ways to do that, um, but I don't know if they would because they need to be cost effective. So when you balance the legal fees against the money that you're trying to recover and those things, mm-hmm. you know, it depends on what they care about most, what money they're willing to spend, and sort of how they do the math and whether it's efficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, important to say here that the the people that overspent or allegedly overspent, most of them are not at the university any longer. Mm-hmm. So maybe this will set in place policies that prevent this from happening again in the future, but who's to say? Well, the president says she's instituted several policies already that would uh, toughen up the uh, spending practices. And to her credit, she doesn't take limousines to Long Beach when she attends uh, chancellor's meetings. Uh, she drives herself and does not claim the mileage reimbursement so far as we can tell. Mm-hmm. All right. Jeff McDonald. Morgan Cook, thank you both so much. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. In other accountability news, an eighth superintendent has joined a group of others calling for a state audit of the Inspire Charter School Network. Fresno County Superintendent Jim Yovino asked the state to investigate potential conflicts of interest, questionable finances, and unusually fast enrollment growth from the network. Inspire offers families a homeschool model and provides $2,600 a year per student for families to buy classes, curriculum, field trips, extracurriculars, and more. Inspire has at least a dozen schools throughout California and was expected to enroll more than 35,000 students this year. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. You can also listen to The Conversation, our Ideas and Opinions podcast. Abby Hamlin interviews newsmakers and experts about stories and issues in the news in San Diego. Look for it on your podcast app or go to unionship.com slash the conversation. Until next time.